Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Well, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. So thankful you're here. We are starting a brand new series today called A Better Way Forward. And really the next 15 weeks this Sunday, the next 15 Sundays are really a journey to living a healthy 2023. 2023 will be your best year. If it's your best year, healthy, right? Benjamin Franklin said the greatest wealth is health. I know he was kind of overweight if you look at pictures of him, but I believe that is true. The greatest wealth is health. And so today we want to understand and identify what it means to be completely healthy, holy, holy healthy, right? W-H, holy, and and how we get there and how we get there. So we're going to start identifying steps. This is the cornerstone message of this series. So you must get this because we're going to build on it. Doesn't mean you can't come in wherever you want, but man, it would be very good for you to be here all the time. And so a journey to living a healthy 2023, a better way forward. We're going to spend the next 15 weeks focusing on what it means to be completely healthy so that you can enter 2023 at your very best, the best you ever have. And so the goal is to be refreshed and rooted and ready so you can enter the year as opposed to living on adrenaline or caffeine to start the year or, well, it's a new year, so I got to be greater and I'm going to give more and, 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 and I don't have any more to give, but, but I'm going to give more and, and I'm going to do more and and all that, and that's great. But if we're going to do that, we need to be healthy going into it. And so I've never done this before. I'm super fired up. I don't know if you can sense the in me, but I'm ready. And I hope that you're ready too, regardless of where you are or how you're watching, joining me, listening through podcasts on YouTube. If you subscribe or like or share what we're doing, thank you. That's how the message continues to go. And for those of you, this is a specific online version of this message. This is a little bit extra for me, but I do this for you so we can have this time together. And so thank you for engaging. Thank you for being with me and believing with me as we go on the journey together. And so the foundation for this series is found in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. This is the apostle Paul, and he's encouraging us to be ready for the coming or the return of Jesus. Okay. And now it says this now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. That is separate you, you've been set apart, right? That is separate you from the profane and vulgar things that make you, uh, and make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose. And this is the amplified version, by the way. Now here's where it gets really good. And may your spirit, your soul, and your body be kept complete, be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. So this is where we begin our journey to a better way forward. You have three parts that make you whole is what 1 Thessalonians says. He says spirit, soul, body. And Paul prays, encourages, blesses at the end there of of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. He prays that each part would be made complete, that you would walk whole. And so what I hope that you see today is you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. You live in a body. Being complete in, the, in, these, in these three parts brings health, brings health and vitality to your life. It brings health to you, right? Being equally healthy, 
And this is a drawing, so they, that might be a little bit off. But these should be three equal parts. Being equally healthy in these three areas is what ensures balance in your life and health in your life. And so when I show you this and I go, okay, well, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 that, that, um, that you are a soul, that you have a spirit and you live in a body. I think what we tend to do, and by the way, if, if these are out of focus or not clear, purple would be your soul. Green would be your spirit. Green, this is where we grow. This is where we live. And body is blue. And so when you look at this, I think sometimes what we can do is say, yeah, I know that I have those three parts, but I really tend to lean more to the physical side of things, right? And so instead of being equally there, I'm going to take these out and I'm going to run physically here and, and mentally I'm going to carry this and my soul is, gets that percentage because this is our mind, will, emotions, personality, you know, our intellect, all those things come from there. And then my spiritual life is just like this. And the reality in all of that is, is this is where we are. This is who we are, how God formed us, made us. And we are called, we are a spiritual being, not a human doing, okay? And so there must be balance in those three areas. There must, there must be balance. And so hopefully you can remember the way that I wrote that the first time, because it's not going to be as good this time because I'm on camera. And I, I pre-made these so that you, would, you wouldn't have to watch me draw. And so, and so in that, when you look at that, what happens is sometimes we get out of whack and the best uh, analogy that I have for this outside of a whiteboard is to pretend like these are three balloons and they don't have helium in them, but you have to keep them afloat and you have to keep them all at the same height all the time. Well, you only have two hands, right? And so I keep these two at, at the same height, but the one in the middle is going to drop and let's come over and bump it with my head and get it back up. And we don't do that. And so what happens is if you've ever bumped balloons around, we do this with our kids a lot, every chance we get, uh, and there's a balloon. Can I have a balloon? Sure you can. And so, with this, you bump a balloon up, and what happens is these start to fall. So I come over here, and I top this one up. Well, by the time I top this one up, this one's coming down. And what we tend to let go down first is our spirit, but this is how we were made. Okay, this is what God did for us. And then what, what balloon tends to be kept up the most is our body, because it's the physical. This is our doing. This is the avenue, the channel, the, the, the way that God, the, the, the tool that God gave us. God gave us a body as a tool to execute the things that we do physically. And so we tend to keep that balloon going pretty good. And every now and again, what we're carrying, how heavy it gets, we just try to reach back up there and, and pop that up. And we keep this one. And we realize that that spiritual balloon has fell to the ground. And if God's made us three parts whole, if we are three parts complete, then there needs to be balance in all three of these. And today is the start of, of figuring out where are we off? And this is really, I don't know if I'm going to tell you my story specifically, but this is my story. I was out, I was out here and I was running about 90% physically. Everything I was doing from everything I was, was just energy and strength and going because I have a coaching background. It's easy for me to do. Doing's my ditch, ditch. Doing was my addiction. And, and I was a workaholic and I loved it and I loved it. But it had, God had to turn the light on me. God had to punch me in the face. I'll show you how he did that in a little bit. God had to punch me in the face to show me, hey, you're checking boxes here and you, have, you are out of touch with who you are. 
You have no clue. You have no clue. And so then, you are a spirit. So let's go back to this, and, and just because I'm kind of OCD a little bit. You are a spirit, which is green, okay? And you being a spirit, your spirit is, this is your connection to God, okay? This is who God made you. This is your being. It is relationship. This is my connection, and I work with and through, and, and that's good. I work with and through God in the spiritual realm. Your spirit in the Bible is also referred to as your heart. So then, um, and I'll touch on that in just a second. And so then, you have a soul. Soul, you have a soul. This is your mind, your will, your emotions, which includes your intellect. I've seen pie charts with 17 different things. Let's go to Scripture. Scripture says you're these three. Okay, and, and then everything else stems from these three. Okay, which includes intellect. These four things together make up your personality. And if this is our relationship with God, this helps me find community because I, uh, I become who I surround myself with, right? And so then I find my community because I think like them and I, and I dress like them and I talk like them and I act like them and I work like them and we go to the same places. Like those are my friends, right? That all comes from this place, like-minded people, right? And soul in the Bible is also referred to as your mind and passion and sometimes it gets interchanged depending on what version of the Bible you're reading. It gets interchanged with spirit. Don't get that confused. God said you're three parts whole, three parts complete, spirit, soul, body, right? And so then you live in a body. This would be the blue, the blue spot. This is where your spirit dwells, right? The Bible says your body is a temple for the spirit to live in. Your body is also the tool that God has given you for how to do. This is action. Your body gives you the ability to do action. It's the tool we use to walk or operate in the gifting that he has given us, right? And this is faith without works is dead. So this is action. This is how we put what we believe to work, right? Faith without works is dead. And so your body is also referred to as your might, your strength, your flesh, your form, your bones, it's referred to all those things in the Bible. And, and the reality in all this is when we're unhealthy in one or two of these areas, we can, it's not that we can't function. We function really well, right? And if we're, unfunction, if we're unhealthy in these two areas, we tend to lean to, when we, when we fall out of touch with these two, we tend to lean to this one. And we just say, hey, we just got to do more. What, what do you need me to do? You, we just need to do more, so we get busy, right? That's where busy body comes from. And we think, I just need to do more. When I fall out of touch with these two, we won't give ourselves credit for pride or who knows what. And we say, yeah, that's great. I, I just need to do more. I'm just not doing enough. And so if I want to reach the whatever, then I just got to do more. I shouldn't pray more, right? And I shouldn't actually take anything off my plate, what I'm carrying mentally, emotionally, that's fine. Give me more. Give me more. And we say more. And that, that's really what gets in trouble. And so God formed you. He formed all three parts and he created you for relationship, for community and for discipleship. Okay. And he, what do you mean he created me for relationship? Well, 
He created and he thought it was going to be good. And then he said, whoa, it's not good for man to be alone. So he created Eve. Thank God that, thank God for Eve and for the female race. I'm so thankful for my wife. Thank God that he gave us a woman, right? And all the husbands said, amen. And so then it's not good for man to be alone. So he created Eve. Now, what you get from these two is the social aspect. You get relationship with God. You get relationship with people. We would call that community. So relationship and community. And then as we go, that's our body, right? This is the social aspect. Our relationships and our community nourish, nourish our soul and our spirit. That's our social side. And so he created you for discipleship to grow in relationship with him and with others. Okay. And community, right? It's where we have our like-minded people. Okay. And those in relationship, we, he committed us, he, <laughs> he made us to be in community so that we could bring others in our circle, in our communities, and those relationships into the kingdom. Not to beat the Bible in front of their face, but to say, hey man, come here. So if you're serious about the quality of life that you want to live, and you're serious about stepping into 2023 with intention and purpose and life, and, to, and being completely healthy, then addressing these three areas of your being is absolutely essential. We must bring balance to these three parts to be completely healthy. Otherwise, we're just one third or two thirds. Because God made you three parts whole. This is what completes you. And in case everything I just said blew your mind, you're like, Dust, you took all that from 1 Thessalonians 5.23? Yes. Here's what I want to show you. I want to go back to the beginning for just a little bit of clarity. This is Genesis 2-7. It says, Then the Lord God formed, which is created the body of man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being, an individual complete in spirit, soul, and body. All from the life God formed. It's the body, Right? And he breathed, and that spirit came to life. And I'll show you what that means here in just a second. And so the same breath that God gave Adam, he gave you. And it makes you a human being, a human being, not a busy bee, not a busybody, right? Which means one of the first steps, one of the first steps to getting completely healthy is connecting and identifying and believing who you are who you are, and that's a preview for next week. Week two, preview for who you are, right? So a better way forward is knowing and believing and going three parts complete, spirit, soul, body. So then, your spirit, back to 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, okay? It says this, And may your spirit, soul, and body be kept complete, well, that's good. And be found blameless. Be kept complete and found blameless. So your spirit, let's dive a little bit deeper into this, okay? Your spirit is the deepest, innermost part of you. It is how you talk to God in the spiritual realm. And really, that's why it's so hard to uncover. Because we like to look at it like this, but really, it's buried. It's your innermost part. As deep as the deepest, that's where your that's where your spirit is, right? 
And so then, and, and what's, what's tough about this is our mind and our will and our emotions and our feelings limit us from tapping into this. Especially if we've been jaded and are super far from God, even though he's right behind you. Okay? And so it'll limit your connection if, if you think, well, I don't, you know, boy, I don't even want to talk about self-talk right now. So here's what you need to know about your spirit. No other creation on the face of the earth, nothing else that God created was formed with this part. Only us. Only the human race. John 4 says that we worship God in spirit and truth. God is spirit. He gave you a spirit. We go in spirit. And you would say, well, where's grace in that? Well, the love that he gave you is the grace that you have. And the love that we give through worship is the grace. It's love. So then we, we give back in spirit from our being and in truth, which is his word. Romans 1 says we, also, we serve in spirit and that he is our witness as we serve. So then it's about who we are. It's our being. So let's go to your soul. Your soul is your very self. It's everything that, that exists really in your forehead, right? But your soul is a medium between your spirit and your body, okay? And so then this, this soul possesses self-consciousness so that we have our personality. Your soul is really what makes you uniquely you. Thoughts, feelings, mind, intellect, emotions, all that stuff. And so what I'm saying in this is if you get the three parts whole aspect, I want to take you down here because this is what God said. He said that your spirit is your innermost being. It's the innermost part of who you are. That means if we look at this bullseye, your spirit would be right here. And because our soul is the go-between, our spirit and our body, our soul is really that next layer of, of our being, of who we are, right? And so then the second layer is this. And then our body would be the exterior, right? So you look inside out, we go spirit, soul, body. What does the Bible also call our spirit? It calls it our heart, our heart. I know that I know, I believe it in my heart, right? So then your soul, your soul perceives things as the go between your spirit and your body. Your soul perceives things in the psychological realm. I'm not a psychologist, okay? But in the Greek, the original language of the New Testament, which was Greek, soul is uh, said as psyche, which is the root word of psychology. Okay, so with your soul, you look at this part or this piece that goes around your spirit. With your soul, you think, that's I-N-K, think, don't let the Oklahoma accent get you, okay? You think, you reason, you consider, you remember, and you wonder. And with your soul, you experience emotions like happiness, sadness, love, sorrow, anger, relief, and compassion. Just to name a few. And with your soul, you are able to resolve, choose, and make decisions. Man, your soul is important. Your soul is very important. So then today you might go, whoa, I'm not good at any of those things. You know right now 
what piece of the pie you need to start working on, right? So then, your body is the external part. It's, the, it's, it's one third of who you are, but it is the external piece of your being, right? It's the outer organ. Your spirit is the innermost part of you, your inner organ. Your body is the outer organ, and it possesses consciousness, right? And, and it allows us to contact the world. It lets us have physical abilities. The body contains the soul, and the soul is the vessel that contains the spirit. Okay, man, I hope this is good for you. Your body really comes in contact with the tangible things of the material world, right? It's your five physical senses. Got all that, right? And so that's what your body does. And your body is the visible external part of your being. It contains your body, contains your soul and your spirit, right? And it's the tool that God gave you to walk the face of the earth to win people to him. And so then today, we want to identify how to be complete in our spirit, soul, and body. I want, my hope, my goal for you is one, we identify, but two, by the end of this, on December 24th, when we wrap this thing up, that you would feel more complete, refreshed, renewed, revitalized, all the rewords, that you would know, okay, this is exactly where I am here, here. And we'll talk about that later. Okay, and so then we want to be this because this is what Paul encourages us to bless us. So note takers, my first point, my first point today is this. How do we know where we are in this? Now that we've explained all this, we know what 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says. How do I know? Check yourself. I think some famous rapper said, check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? Maybe that's a line out of a movie. Check yourself. Check yourself. Yeah, give me some context for that, Dusty. It's Acts 20, 28. Acts 20, 28. Take heed, take heed, and be on guard for yourselves. It doesn't say be selfish. Take heed to yourself, okay? And for the whole flock over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers, there are people in your life that God is wanting you to be influential in their lives, right? Has appointed you as overseers to shepherd, tend, feed, guide. And he says, the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Take heed to yourself. Take heed. Heed is kind of a strange word. Heed means to care for or to pay attention to. So then, don't become bored or numb to the fact that you exist. For me, I always viewed myself as last and everything that I had to do from my physical as priority. And I could check boxes here and I was totally numb here. Until, until God turned the light on for me and showed me through my son, through my two-year-old, 18-month-old son, two-year-old son. And so take heed, be on guard for yourselves. So then here's the deal. The truth is, if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of the flock. Whatever that flock is to you, right? And Bible times we use ranching and shepherding and, and, and I know we're not all farmers. So then don't take it in that context. Don't say this doesn't apply. God's telling you directly here, take heed and be on guard for yourselves. Check it out, right? Pay attention to, care for yourself, care for yourself, right? 
The truth is if we can't and don't take care of ourselves, we won't take care of others. We can't take care of others. You can't lead where you won't go. So I can tell you a bunch of stuff to do and I can teach you all of this. But the only reason I can teach you this and show you how God's revealed this to me is because he's revealed it to me. I'm never going to teach you or lead you to a place I've not been ever. I won't do that. And so then you can't lead where you won't go. And so hopefully we're all getting a, a taste of where we need, where we see drops, right? And, and the question I want you to ask yourself right now, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. When's the last time? When is the last time that you ask yourself, how am I doing? That's weird, Dusty. I would never ask myself that. That's the problem. It's not weird. Acts 20, 28 says, tell you. It says right now, take heed to yourself. Pay attention to, care for. Not a, I'm exhausted. Not a complaint. When's the last time you complained to yourself? Don't answer that. That's 80% of the time, okay? It's all good. I'm in that boat too. When's the last time? You ask yourself, how's my soul? How's my spirit? How's my body? How am I doing? When's the last time you ask yourself that? It might be uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable because it takes, now we actually look inside. We actually have to look in the mirror. And most of us don't like looking in the mirror because we don't know who we see. We don't know who we see because we're busy living here and carrying, the weight, carrying all the weight here and disconnected here. God said, I made you here. I breathed life into you. You became a living being. You're a living being, not doing. This is the tool, okay? So, when's the last time you ask, how am I doing spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, right? Or, or is it this, Dusty, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy. I'm too tired. I'm so tired. Like if I could just get a break, if I just get my two-year-old to sleep in his bed all night so I get a good night's sleep, I bet I would be better tomorrow. You won't. You won't. Matter of fact, you're going to wake up late so you'll feel behind all day. So you'll, so you'll go faster and carry more and go to bed more tired and exhausted, just hoping to wake up on zero again, right? And what you need is connection with the Father, with your Creator. And identify that the doing, we need to identify the doing that's keeping us from being. What is happening in my mind when I go to sleep where I can't even rest? What's happening here? And what am I doing on a daily basis that is causing me to run a race that I can't finish? What am I doing here? We have to identify the doing that's keeping us from being. What does that mean? I want you to be proactive and I want you to prioritize. Stop Stop being reactive to things that you don't have to do. Stop reacting to Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and who cares, whatever else, if Twitter still exists, right? Be proactive. Prioritize. What do you need to prioritize? Spiritual time, soul time, physical time. I must prioritize these three things. This is how I start my day. I give one hour to each of these. Now, it's not religious activity. It's not rote religion. It's not a routine. Sometimes I take two hours for this and nothing for this. An hour for this, 45, 15. But I this, is, this is how I have to start my day. Why? This is how God created me. 
This is how God created me. I'll talk about that more in our next steps uh, in our grow class, actually. So then, soul care is this. If I'm going to care for my soul, I need to evaluate what I'm carrying mentally and emotionally. What are the stresses and the strains on my mind and in my life that make even what this is tough? Hate my job. I'm anxious. I'm overworked and underpaid. Join the, join the rest of the country, right? All that self-talk, everything that's going on inside your head, your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, all of that, right? Evaluate. Evaluate. How do I do that? Let go. How do I care for my soul? Step one today. We can do 14 more weeks of this, 14 more Sundays. Let go and let God. The greatest, one of the greatest Christian cliches of all time, right? Let go. Matter of fact, one of my good friends wrote a song with that title. The Bible tells us to cast all of our cares upon him. Where do our cares come from? Here. Not here. Here. Our soul. Our soul. Cast all your care on me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay, that's, that's great. That's great. Here's your next step. Seek counsel. I sought counsel every day for a year and a half of my life, then once a month, and I still have a counselor on speed dial. Yes, I'm a big old strong man. I have a counselor. You know why? Because I got to get stuff out. I got to get stuff out. So then seek counsel. The next thing, what else comes from here? Get in community. The devil likes to beat you up when you're alone. He does. So then get in community. Find other people, like-minded people. If they believe in God, it's going to be a big bonus. Okay. You can actually share because you know what happens when you get into a group of people? What do you hear the best, the best thing you ever hear in a group of people? It's why small groups matter. Me too. Me too. Um, and what's that? What does that do for us? We exhale because we now we feel what? I'm not the only one, even though that's what the devil's been telling me forever. The only one has this problem. I'm the only one who deals with this. No, me too. Me too. Me too with somebody. Me too with somebody. <laughs> Let's go to the body. So then we are going to be proactive. You can get this on your calendar, right? Get this on your calendar. Be proactive. Be proactive. Prioritize. Let go and let God cast all your care. And then we're going to talk about composition. Body composition. It's a great word, right? Body composition. Here's what poor spiritual connection and poor soul care cost you. Poor body composition. <laughs> Poor body composition. What's body composition? Lean body mass, fat mass, your protein, what minerals are in you, water, your hydration, such a huge part, your rest. What's affecting this, the tool that God gave you to walk in the gift he gave you? What's affecting that? Poor connection, poor care. Why? Because we comfort it. What, what does that mean? It means 1130 at night, I need a bowl of ice cream. For comfort, because it makes me feel good because I'm too old to snuggle with a teddy bear, right? <laughs> That's just true. So how do we address that? Address your diet. When and what are you eating? When and what are you eating? And increase your movement. Increase your movement. I could say exercise, but that's boring. We live in Colorado. Exercise to some people here is walking through the park. It's hiking the, the trail. It's paddle boarding. It's a lot of things. It's not about going to a gym. Exercise. What do you need to do to fix this? Pay attention to your diet. Increase your movement. Increase your movement, right? 
Physical health starts at the dinner table. Here's the greatest phrase you're ever going to want to know at this. You can't out-exercise a poor diet. I eat four pieces of cheesecake. I'll go to the gym later. No, no, you're going to burn, burn about, you know, between four and 800 calories at the gym and you just consume 4,000. It, it, that's, it's lopsided. It's not going to work, right? You can't out-exercise a poor diet. So then, here's how this tidies up, okay? I want to actually talk about the, the, the practical side of our lives, how we go. How do we go? And so as we flip this over, this is an average 24-hour day. From this point down here, from when we wake up in the morning until when the next day starts. It's an average 24-hour day. And I went ahead and color-coded everything. Blue is your body. Purple is your soul. It's, it's this line right here. And green is your spirit. Green is your spirit. And what this is really talking about is the pace in which you go. This is really about the speed of your doing versus your spirit and being. Your spirit and being. And I hope you're tracking with me. And so what I did is, is just for grins, I said in the 24 hours, I put 18 hours down here. Okay. So this is what we do in our 18 hours. And then we like to sleep for those six hours. And, and again, this is typical. Okay. It's not everybody. Those guys sleep eight hours. I don't need this chart. It's not just just. Just hear it. Let God speak to you. This is what God showed me. Well, I'm showing you. Okay? So it's not about an attack on anybody. Okay? What happens is this. The blue line is our physical body. And we have deadlines to meet. And we would say, it's not enough time in the day. It's not enough time in the day. And then the purple would be our soul. So the body, the physical side of things, our soul and our mind is the purple. And then our being and our spirit is the green. Is the green. And I'm going to level these off, I believe. And so, so then the purple is the worrying and the carry it all. I cannot, my body can go farther. We can do crazy things with our bodies. This is, it's really mind over matter, right? And so I don't mind because it doesn't matter. And so then we push ourselves physically harder and farther than really we're supposed to go. Some of that's good. There's strength in the stretch. I can give you all the exercise acronyms that you want. It's not about that. But we can push ourselves physically. I did this. Just give me more to do. Let me make everybody happy. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to do, 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 do. Right? And, and that stinks. Man, what a great joke. And so, so then if I'm deadlining and disconnected from my being, which is who you are and who God made you, which is that green light at the very bottom, what happens is in the average day, my spirit can't keep up with the pace of my life. My spirit cannot keep up with the pace of my life. Okay? And so my spirit says, I am shot. And it flatlines. It's an average 24-hour day. Well, because most of us don't stay connected here anyways, and if we do, it's, it's a touch point. You know, it's a coffee and a prayer on the way to work or, or a song in the car, which I think is a joke, by the way. No offense. And so then... Most of our spiritual lines aren't this high up. We, we really live down here spiritually. And it's really the root of our health. It's the root of our health. And so then our spiritual life levels off there. So then we carry more mentally. And we believe that, that we're just these two things and we forget about this one. So we forget about our spirit. And we just like, it's body and soul, baby. Body and soul. There's gyms in town. Soul and body. Body and soul. That's great. Okay? Mind and body. Yes, what about your spirit? What about your spirit? 
So your spirit can't keep up, so it levels off, which puts more load on our, on our soul because it's the go between our spirit and our body. And even though you know, or at one point you did, but you've just become numb to it, it's time to take a break. No, deadlines to meet, things to do, right? So now wait in my mind. I'm, now I'm carrying this. I'm so busy. How are you? Busy. That's not, that's not, busy is not a response to how are you. We're talking about how are you? How are you feeling? Like, give me, how are you? Busy. That's, that's the worst excuse in the world, okay? And so then, about some point in the afternoon, quitting time, maybe a little bit before, our soul levels off. And this is bedtime, okay? And sometimes bedtime's up here, and sometimes bedtime's down here, but for the most part, this is bedtime. We have six hours. We have this little bitty window to recharge spirit, soul, and body. And what I want you to see is the gap between your spiritual life and your physical life is massive. Is massive. And what God is saying is, I didn't create you to run that fast. I didn't create you to go this far. I created you to go together, to work in harmony or in unison, to go as one, to be whole and complete. And so then the gap between your soul and your body looks like this. These are massive gaps. This is called unhealthy. This is called unhealthy. And so then we live disconnected from our soul and our spirit because, man, we just got to go. We just got to go. So that level's off there. And that level's off there. And this is here. You understand that these three want to work in unison. And so what should really happen here is if our spirit, if our being dictates, it's not what we do, it's who we are. If our spirit dictates, then when our spirit goes, whoa, I need some time with the Lord. Everything, all three should level off. And so we should see three lines here. And then about the time we're together and good, we go up again. And then guess what? The spirit says, whew, that was an exhausting meeting. Those people are wearing me out. I, can't even, I don't even know why I go to that meeting anymore, right? And these three lines go here like this, spirit, soul, body. And I need a break after that meeting. I need to, I need to reconnect with who I am, my values, my morals, my ethics, my beliefs. And we level off, these three level off for a minute. And then guess what? Then we go up here. And, and now I have what? Family time, all that in this. But really it should be here, not a hey, see you at the finish line. It's not a see you at the finish line. And, and all of this, you can say, well, Dusty, there's not enough time in the day. Everybody on the face of the planet has the same amount of time. Nobody has more time than you. Matter of fact, it's the most, it's the most equal thing that, that has ever been, right? And so you have the time. You have the time. And so it's not about that. And if you say, well, I'm capped out, I'm capped out, and I don't have any more, and I don't have any more to give, okay? I'm maxed out. When you start going above this line, okay, and you eat it in the six hours, this is minimum. This is minimum if you're healthy. 
six hours. This is where that comfort eating and that addiction and what we do on our computers and our phones, that eats into this. And we go to that. We just need reality TV. I just need to shut my mind off. I need soul care. I don't need to shut my mind off. I need to care for my soul. I need to take heed. I need to take heed. It's not about ice cream and lollipops up here. That does not bring health. That numbs it, right? And you can only numb it for so long before consequences and crisis happen, right? So there must be, there must be action. I hope that made sense. Hope that made sense. And so take heed to yourself. Take heed to your whole self, not just here. I got to get to the gym. Sure you do, okay? You also need to connect with God. And you also need to connect with yourself. Right? Mentally, physically, emotionally. Pay attention to, care for, connect with. Pay attention to, care for, connect with. Pay attention to, care for, connect with. Right? Your spirit, your soul, and your body. Here's your action step. Here's your action step. It's similar to Acts 20, 28. Take stock. Take stock. Take stock and know well the conditions of your flocks. Pay close attention to your herds. Dusty, not a farmer or a rancher or a shepherd. This is Proverbs, okay? Take stock. Take stock and know well the condition of your blank. I know what year it is. I know the date and the time. So take the context of this scripture and apply it to your life today personally. Maybe it's not about flocks or herds. Why don't you take some stock and know well the condition of your life. So I cannot lead where I won't go. I have to be here. In 2022, we don't farm or ranch. So use this to take stock of where you are. Take stock means to review. Here's what take stock means. To review or make an overall assessment of a particular situation. To carefully think about something in order to make a decision about what to do next. I want you to take stock today because I want you to identify what to do next. Which one of these is off? Are all three off? If all three are off, I start here. I don't do something else. I have a guy right now, I have a couple guys that I'm counseling and mentoring right now who are about to lose their marriages. Their whole life is going to flip upside down. You know what they think? I just need to do more. What she want me to do? If she'll just tell me what to do, I'll do it. She does not care what you do. She needs you healthy here and she needs you to lead here. The end. Come on, man. Monday Night Football's coming. I can't wait. Come on, man. Right? It's not about doing something. Take stock this week. Identify which area needs engagement. If all three need engagement, I want you to sit with God. Sit with God. Our grow class will offer that. Our grow class will offer that. And if you want that, email me, dusty at dustyotis.com. I need to figure out how to get these online for you, but I will. But I will because it's super important. It's super important. All right? So then, spiritual connection, soul care, body composition. Composition. Spiritual connection, soul care, body composition. 
And so then, here it is. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Thank you. I hope this is good for you, man. I just hope this is good for you. So God formed you. He breathed life into you that made you a living being. Complete in spirit, soul, and body. It's Genesis 2-7. And as the spirit dwells in the soul, which is our go-between, we dwell with God, spiritual realm. And in the body, our physical senses dwell. This gets here. This communicates to this, doesn't it? This tends to create a lot of our actions. Our soul creates a lot of our actions. Shouldn't our spirit, our innermost being, be leading what we do? Shouldn't who we are be leading and fueling what we do? I think so. I think so, Dusty. So what I want you to see is God sets us apart as believers from the inside out. There are three points here. First, through the regeneration of our spirit. This is John 3, 5, and 6. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and spirit. That's regeneration and water baptism. That's two of the three. Flesh gives birth to flesh. But spirit gives birth to spirit. That's the third baptism. Baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Secondly, he saturates you. Saturate, okay? He saturates you and transforms our soul, your soul, with his spirit. That's after regeneration or born again. You see this in 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed, are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. First Corinthians 6, 7 says, whoever is united with the Lord is one spirit with him. You are one with God. You are one with God. So he saturates and transforms your soul with the spirit. That's scriptural. Finally, he revitalizes our moral body with his spirit through our soul. His spirit through our soul. Regeneration, born again. He revitalizes our mortal body by his spirit. Now we've been regenerated. We are like through our soul, through, uh, by his spirit through our soul. Romans 8.11 confirms this. Here's what it says. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, is living in you, if it's at the core, your innermost part of your being, if it's living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through your soul. Because of his spirit who lives in you, saturates, soaks. I want to read the next three verses because they're super important. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have no obligation to the flesh or to live according to the flesh, your body. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death. If you live by the Spirit, if who you are decides what you do, if you live by the Spirit, you put to death all of the miserable, negative, horrific things that the body wants to do, that your flesh wants to do. You will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are called His sons 
and daughters. They're called the children of God. And so God's intention in creating us three parts complete, three parts whole, complete, is that we would walk in his image and his likeness like he created us, like he created us. So God's intention in creating us three parts whole is that we would be like him. He said he formed you in his image from the dust, breathed life, called you good. To be filled with him, we must believe in him. It's not automatic. Some of us think, well, I just checked that box, crossed the line, we're good. No, no, you can't check a box here and expect to be healthy all the way around. That's not, it's not, that's not accurate, it's inaccurate, it's not true. And so when we believe in Jesus, we receive him and we're born again. That's where our spirit is regenerated. God doesn't just want to regenerate your spirit though. He doesn't just want to regenerate this. This is great, but look at all the stuff that sits on top of that. He doesn't just want to regenerate your spirit, okay? Regeneration of your spirit, rebirth, born again is just the start. It's just the start. First Thessalonians 5.23, where it all started. Where it all started. The core of this whole series, this whole season of health we're going to be walking in together. It says, the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly. Through and through, wholly. He sanctifies us by saturating and spreading through our physical being, our whole being, starting from our spirit, continuing through our soul, and an outward expression of our body. This includes our body. By being, now hear me, by being completely filled with God in every part of our being, God can be expressed through you. God can be expressed through us as a body. And we can go on his behalf into our city, in our house, at our job, completely healthy because he is saturated, sanctified. He makes us whole. We are complete from the inside out. Philippians 3.20 says this, our citizenship is in heaven. Your citizenship is in heaven. You were created for heaven, right? And we eagerly await a savior there, our Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our bodies so that we will be like him. Be like him how? In spirit, in soul, in body. That we will be made completely like God. This week, do not forget your action step. Take stock. Take stock. Identify which area needs engagement. And next week, we're going to talk specifically about how God made you, who you are, what's your value, what's your identity, what are the things you can cling to, what does God say about you. We're going to talk about you specifically next week. Make sure I didn't mess that up. We're going to help you connect with you. This is our start. This should be everybody's start this week. We're going to help you connect with you, okay? Your value, your worth, your identity, and who God says you are. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity, Lord, to share and plant a seed of health this morning. Lord, for what you've done in me and through me in this avenue, in this arena, thank you. Thank you for the health that I hold, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for helping me to continue in it, to stay in it, Lord. It's a sweet spot. My sweet spot is with you. It's connection its care and its composition. Lord, my sweet spot is you. I thank you for it. I love you for it. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you've allowed me to share what you've done in me. 
Thank you, Lord, for the people who are hearing this and taking heed. They're taking stock and they're ready, Lord. They're ready to take steps towards a better way forward, a better 2023. I can't even believe we're in September talking about 2023. Unheard of. It's crazy that we can talk about Halloween right now and not talk about how we're going to be personally in a new year, Lord, where I believe you've called us to something special. So I just ask you to help people to walk in that, help them to identify the area that they can engage with this week. I thank you for growth because of their faithfulness to do it and follow through. You're going to be faithful to see them through and bring them more than they can comprehend. I love you, and I thank you for an amazing day. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need to take your next step spiritually, please email me, Dusty, at DustyOtis.com. If today's message spoke to you, I ask that you share it, send it on. Somebody you know needs to hear this. Let's go. Let's take them on a journey. Let's bring them on the journey with us over the next 14 Sundays as we talk about getting healthy the new year. Make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe, all those things. It's your relational equity that helps share the word today in 2022. It's so crazy, but it's true. And so if you're willing to do that, share and subscribe and like and all those things, I'm grateful. Please check us out on the web so you can find out more information about who we are and why we're here. Now, I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, how he made you. I pray the perception of your mind would be enlightened so that you would know what is the hope of his calling and his purpose for you and the great things that he has in store for you. Three parts whole, complete. I hope, I hope, I hope that you take steps in being completely healthy so we can start 2023 at a sprint. God bless you guys. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public servicemen and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. And so go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreetofine.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.